Hello friends, so a couple of months back I brought a gentleman by the name of Steve Murray onto my channel. He's a retired lieutenant colonel from the army and his specialties were in cyber operations and information warfare. So I brought him onto my channel, we talked about disinformation plaguing the alt-media world and the truth community and his thoughts and all that. It was a good chat and a lot of people liked it so I figured I would have him back onto my channel here, especially because late last week we had the Arizona State Senate hearings about the election fraud audit. And since his specialty is in cyber operations, I just wanted to have a quick chat with him, get his two cents on everything going on with that. And I thought his perspective would be helpful for you guys as well. So I hope you enjoy this quick chat with Steve Murray. While they I watched were... the whole thing. Yeah. Gotcha. And the interesting thing about the, the whole hearing is I took some notes on it too, because the, so there was a number of key points in the, um, well, there's a number of key points period in the whole, the whole hearing, but the thing that stuck with me and the thing that was um, super, super important for people to pay attention to was not the paper stuff, right? Cause the paper stuff, they they identified the three key areas, right? One was the duplicates, which we knew was a problem. Two was the bleed through with the Sharpies and the paper. That, that's been common knowledge, right? And they addressed the Sharpie gate, but it was the forensic piece on the, the cyber side that was really interesting to me. First of all, when you, when in my business, when we talk about doing forensic audits, there's a whole um, discussion and you sign what's called a memorandum of, uh, understanding and you outline how you're going to do the audit typically when you do a forensic audit on a machine and i don't know how familiar you are with this process but there's None. there's quite a bit to it so we we get centered around a, um, a concept called chain of custody and it's the same concept that they're talking about with the ballot audits when you're talking about paper ballots right it means when that ballot is created from the time it's created until the time it's counted and stored even when it's in storage you can document all the way through where that ballot went, who had it, who did the vote, who did the count, who did the audit, and where it was stored by the box and by lot number. It's the same way with a forensic audit. You take a machine, whether it's a Linux box, whether it's a, an Apple box, whether it's a CentOS, doesn't matter what the OS is. And there's a number of tools you use. And it was the key point that he made um, was that we haven't done any manipulation of these drives all we've done is taken a snapshot or an image of them so there's a tool called encase there's a there, there's actually a couple of tools now but it used to be encase was the key forensic tool that you would go take a snapshot a hard drive you pull it across and you don't even you're not even touching the hard drive you're just using encase to duplicate the image of the drive and then you do all of your analysis based off of that image so you're not actually touching the data that's on the drive you're touching the snapshot of it. So through that audit, they identified three key things that, that everybody should pay attention to. Number one is 99% of all hacks happen on unpatched systems. And this system wasn't patched since 2019, August of 2019, when the system was put in place. That tells me, number one, not only did they not touch it, but there was no oversight whatsoever. And then the next piece that was interesting that I thought, um, well, this, this is gonna lead to some criminal charges is the fact that none of these systems were patched. All the administrator passwords and all the system level account passwords are all exactly the same across all the machines and all the servers. In my business, people go to jail for that. 
and people get fired for that for one very simple reason. We, we go to great pains every single day to make sure there's multi-factor authentication, to make sure we have long passwords. In fact, we have password tools that we use on system level accounts. So it generates a one-time password. So no one administrator can actually have access to those boxes, let alone heighten and escalated privileges. And typically in a, in a big environment where you have multiple administrators, you have them sign what's called a super user agreement. And that agreement says, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harvest credentials. I'm not gonna look at data. I'm not gonna move data, et cetera. I'm just gonna perform maintenance on this box and I'm gonna log in and there's gonna be an audit trail. So the third key thing about that was that all of the routers and all of the access to the machines at the administrator level were controlled by Dominion software. And why that's important is it means that a third party manage the elections for Maricopa County and other counties that adopted the Dominion systems that went in, which is unprecedented to say the least. But more importantly, the fact that they have key fobs that go along with that and they weren't supplied so they could do a full forensic audit tells me that not only do they have something to hide, but all the administrators, they could have done anything with that, right? They could have, they, and the last thing he said that I, I forgot to touch on is, that there was 37,000 anonymous logons on 2.5 that basically erased all the data up to that point. So they knew the system was designed to generate fraud is what it looks like. Now, can I prove that? No, because I haven't seen the machines. But if I, based on my knowledge and doing this for 20 years, I can tell you unequivocally that there is obfuscation going on. And they know that when we dig into the, the Splunk logs, and what Splunk is, is Splunk is a log aggregator. All it does is aggregate connections, all you know, transactions between machines. It's all it does, it's a log aggregator. So by getting the Splunk logs, they can do searches to find out and trace IP addresses back to source. So the, the part of that that's important and why they, well, why we haven't seen it is, I'm, if I'm a bet man, I'm gonna tell you that this is gonna show that there was foreign countries involved in connecting to these machines remotely which is an act of war. And people need to realize that this is an act of war. When you take out all the noise, all the Katie Hobbs and all that other noise that's that's on CNN every day and all Brad the obfuscation. Oh, yeah. I'll get to him in a minute. But the point is, is that if, if a third party and a foreign country intervened in our election, that's an act of war. And if we can trace it back to source, meaning that IP address is in that country, that's an act of war. And that's what people need to keep their eye on the ball on. All the rest of it is, is noise. And the thing that was very impressive about the whole operation, if you, and I've watched hundreds of hours of the, um, the floor videos and the, the way the audit was conducted, that this is, this is transparency and how it should be. Yeah. What did you think listening to Doug Logan and Ben and uh, them yesterday, Ken Bennett? I think these guys, number one, they have all the receipts. They're, they're, this is just the, I think Julian uh, Pulitzer said it the best. This is just the window dressing and the, the appetizers before we serve you the main course and we show you where the real fraud is. And I think that the way they presented it was set up just like you would in any anytime I go in and I'm gonna testify in any kind of a hearing that, that's related to any kind of cyber activity, I outline all of the activities I took to get to the conclusion I had, and I walk through the chain of custody 
So everybody in the courtroom understands that there was a methodical approach to the way we looked at this information and there was transparency and accountability built into the package. So if there's any questions about how a ballot was handled, how a ballot was scanned, who scanned it, they have all of that information and it's all on tape. They said that, I think they said they have five petabytes of, of just film of the audit, which is unprecedented. That's, that's the kind of transparency you want. And look, the, the thing that people need to, to key in on is that this is not about Trump. None of this is about Trump. The, the renter in the White House doesn't matter here. What matters is that we get to the place where every voter in the system has confidence that their vote is being counted and it's being tallied appropriately and it's a one-for-one one deal. That's, that's the end state we want to reach. W regardless of what the Constitution does, and we're in uncharted waters. If you've read the Constitution, you realize there's no mechanism to reinstate a renter in the White House. And we, I really don't care about that anyway. What I care about is three things. Number one, we get to the bottom of what the real vote tally, ta um, vote tally was on November 3rd. Number two, we do away with every single machine that can be con connected to the internet and manipulated by anyone. And if we have to go back to paper ballots to do that, we do that. But we get to the bottom of that. And then we put in a process in place with accountability and transparency so no one can cheat moving forward. And look, if you look back in history, this has been going on since Kennedy and even before in the 40s. We're and we've always, we've always listened to these lawmakers tell us, next time, next time, next time. We'll look at 2024. No, we won't. We need to stop at 2020. We need to fix the process and we need to move forward. And what I heard yesterday was three guys sitting there going, not only do we know what happened, we know who, we know where, we know when, but we can't tell you until we have all the information and we can prove, which is called repudiation in the cyber world, when you can repudiate who logged into that box. When they talk about anon anonymous user, it means they can see an IP address, but they have no idea who it is because they're using system level credentials, which is what, you know, what's the first thing that a, a hacker does to a Windows box? They, they memcat the credentials across and then they pull a SAM file across and then they harvest all the credentials. That's what they do. And then they log in as something else. Or the second thing they'll do is they'll use a DLL file and they'll leverage garbage collection and they'll reserve memory space and they'll put whatever payload they want in there and you'll never see it. It just looks like a dynamic link library in the background running. And these guys are able to discern that, call that out. And the fact that they're, they're showing you just a smidgen of what they know so far until they can correlate the log files means they probably already know what's going on, but they can't say it yet because they, they don't have positive confirmation that all these activities happen. Gotcha. So what do you see next? I mean, moving on from Maricopa, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, like where, where do you think we're going to go audit wise? And then I think it's a three, all these things are going to happen concurrently. So some, some basic assumptions that I think people need to keep in mind. Um, number one, the DOJ is completely compromised along with the FBI, completely compromised. So you, you're not going to see any law enforcement action come out of the DOJ. In fact, they're, they're doing their level best to interdict all of these audits so that the truth doesn't really come out. So you're gonna see three things going on at the same time. Number one, there's gonna be litigation at the state level and probably at the federal level against Dominion Systems. Number two, you're gonna see litigation at the state level for the audits to be conducted. And in Georgia, 
Raffensperger is trying to do damage control, but the reality is he certified the election and he knowingly certified a fraudulent election, which means that's a RICO case right there. So when you look at that, there's going to be that going on, the litigation going on, and then the Senates are going to be doing their action. The good thing about everything that's going on right now, and I know people think that, oh, the sky is falling. It's not. The states are taking back their power from the federal government. The states are taking back their power, and the state senates are taking back their power from these tyrannical governors, these tyrannical secretary of states that have been put in place by some very rich and institutional money. And they're Soros. doing their level. <laughs> yeah, they're doing their level best to not only push these people out of power, because here in, in Arizona, they they have stripped Katie Hobbs of all of her power. And they did it for a very specific reason because she was she was lying through her teeth and obfuscating everything in a roadblock. So, hey, guess what? The legislature has the power to override the executive, executive branch when they have a majority, and that's what you're seeing. So we want to see things like this going on. The, the question mark on the wild card right now is going to be Pennsylvania. What happens in Pennsylvania? Because the all the powers that be and all the lawyers that be are in Georgia right now, and they're in Pennsylvania, because that's where the most fraud was, right? I would... I personally want to see audits in every state because I think even in your state where Jay Inslee was quote unquote reelected, I don't think so. I think when, when I look at, at the, the majority of people that are just average citizens that aren't tweeting, they're not on Telegram, they're not on Rumble, they're watching mainstream media, I would say probably 20% voted for Biden and the rest voted for Trump. And it should affect all these audits should go across every state. It should be transparent and the gold standard should be the Arizona model that every state uses. And then we'll know where the fraud happens. I can tell you the most of the Dominion systems were in blue states. There was right. a few red states that had it like here and I think North Carolina. You can assume that those are all fraudulent elections, at least based on what I heard out of Arizona, I can extrapolate. The, the folks that people need to be paying attention to is Seth Keschel. He's on Telegram. He's great. I like Seth. Yep, Seth has done the numbers. I think the, the um, what's his name? Dan, the professor, calls everybody the digital quartermasters. David Clement. Yeah, David Clement. Thank yeah. you. And um, Canico is a great account too. Yeah, I was Canicoa. just going to say Canico the Great. Yeah, Canico yeah, is awesome. Code Monkey Z. Those guys are all doing the yeoman's work of publishing the, the, the statistics yeah. and facts. So, you the know, Gateway Pundit's stuff. been doing a great job keeping up with everything too. Yeah, well, Gateway Pundit fraud. and yeah, Gateway Pundit and a few others are the only ones that are actually doing real reporting on this stuff. What I'm really concerned about is, you know, and this is coming from the soldier in me, that the Constitution is being ignored by the federal government, and the states are the last line of defense. And thank God for Texas. The Texas AG and the state AG here are like, yeah, if you want to come here and interdict all of our, our audit activities, just plan on spending time in jail. That's the way yeah, it should right. be across, across the country, right? But then the question becomes, and I get this question a lot, what do we do with Washington? What do we do with California? What do we do with the blue states that the entire apparatus is blue? They're not going to, even Colorado just passed a law, or I think it's the Secretary of State, passed a law saying that their audits are illegal. Really? Okay. So the, the question is, what do you do with those? And at some point, there's going to have to be some kind of an, uh, an intervention with all of these these states, especially once. Look, Mike Lindell is going to is going to take this. He's going the distance against Dominion Systems. But look, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of noise in the mainstream media about 
what Mike Lindell is all about. Look, the guy's a billionaire. He doesn't have any business doing this. He's, he's spending his own fortune to get to the bottom of this election stuff because he wants the same thing everybody else does. He wants free and fair elections. He wants the rights returned to, to individuals. And he wants to expose the fraud and get rid of the swamp. He's, he, yeah, he's a Trump guy. But look, he's not in the inner circle. If he was in the inner circle, he'd be at Mar-a-Lago all the time. And yeah, he spends time with him. But if you look at what Patrick Byrne's doing and what Mike Lindell's doing, these guys are burning their own money to do this, which means they're, they're invested in this to go to the distance. And they're right. the ones literally that have carried the fight to the enemy. So I want to, you know, I want to say that all of these things are going to happen across all these states, but it's going to take time. The next one's going to be Georgia. Then after that, you're going to see Wisconsin and Wisconsin and Michigan are both, they're, they're both being held up by, by rhinos that are sitting in office that shouldn't be there. But I think there's going to be some legal precedent there. The, where the rubber meets the road is when they finally release the audit results in Arizona. And what I, what I heard yesterday is there's no, there's no way we can certify this election given the number of abnormalities and the amount of fraud and, and the amount of negligence that took place in the counting process, the recording mm -hmm. process. There's no way. Because they, they talked about some of the paper ballots, the duplicates, the, the serial number was printed in a black box. And they have thousands of those. So how do you certify the election when the serial numbers from the ballot and the duplicates don't match? And I think what where Arizona will land is they're going to have to do another election that is highly monitored and transparent in order to decide the results. And and I don't I don't see them coming back saying we know X amount of votes went for Trump, X amount of votes went for Biden, because if, if you have this many abnormalities in the election process, there's no way that you can say, yeah, this vote definitively went for Biden. And they showed a number of ballots with bleed over. Mm -hmm. And look, Maricopa County's press release said that we have we have um, paper that will not be subject to bleed through. It's it's ballot vote secure paper. paper. Yeah, vote secure. Vote paper. secure. So I don't see them coming back saying Trump won. What I come to, what I see them coming back to say is we need to do another election to decide the 2020. So, I mean, I totally agree. We should have an audit in every single state. Some states probably won't get one because like you were mentioning the, the kind of state government there, even states that Trump won, we should have an audit because we just want to see what the real results were. But how long would that last? We were already three to four months in the Arizona audit. Granted, they had to shut down for a few weeks because the space was being used. And there's a lot of, of course, stifling by the county board of supervisors there. But you know, we would have to get through other audits and then maybe new elections. And I mean, what's the time frame on all that? Seems like it would be next election by the time that even happens. It, it will be. But you again, you remember you have states that are already, you have New Hampshire that's done an audit. You have Texas that's that's gone through and done uh, and approved voting laws. Mm -hmm. You have um, other states which are in the process of enacting voting laws and voter ID laws. So it's not going to happen all at once. It makes sense that if the Arizona results come out and then other states start seeing, wow, that actually happened in Arizona, it would probably make them start to work faster to figure out what's going on there. Plus, they would get information on how to do the audit, what happened in Arizona, and then it would just kind of get replicated. You you would hope, but the, the piece that... Um... The piece that people are missing in this equation is you have the media, you have social media, you have the states 
and you have a lot of the state apparatus that's all complicit in this. And, you know, Biden said it, we've, we've assembled the most robust voter, voter fraud robot. system in the history of this country, which means a lot of people are involved in this, right? And if you listen to the pundits um, and some of the, some of the influencers are talking about this, the, you don't pull off something like this across all these swing states without deep institutional money. And it's a fact that Mark Zuckerberg gave $300 million in grants to all these different counties and states to implement the voting systems. It's a fact that China owns part of Dominion software. It's a fact that part of the Smartmatic system was architected in Venezuela for fraud. So that has to get to a, a legal standard where it's been proven in a court of law that these systems are compromised by foreign adversaries and they were tampered with during the election in order to drive any action in any of those states. And then the question becomes, who's gonna drive the action? Everybody wants the military to step in, but the military's wrapped up doing pride marches and forcing vaccinations and, and you know, dealing with- um, Is it gonna have to, is it gonna come down to like local sheriffs or something it's like that? It's gonna come down to the state level, right? Yeah. And at some point, you know, I, we, I was just talking about this today. At some point, the military is going to have to step in for some of these blue states and literally go in and either force a new election, deploy the military to key cities, conduct a, a fair and legitimate election, oversee all of the, the counting and all of the, the tabulations so that it's a fair result. And that's the only way you're going to see it, right? Like one of the other things that's that's swirling around the internet right now is this Trump reinstatement. There is no mechanism in the constitution. And I suggest people read the constitution. There's no mechanism for that. There's no mechanism to say Trump's going to be the new speaker. Yeah, I mean, Sidney Powell in her interviews recently, she's constantly saying there we're in uncharted waters. You know, there's no, we don't know. So we'll right. have to kind of figure it out along the way. The thing that people need to pay attention to over the next several weeks, the forensic audit that's going on that the, the the cyber digital information, whatever you want to call it. We call it a, you know, a digital forensic audit. The, the digital stuff that's going on in, in Phoenix, that audit of the, of the, the uh, Dominion systems, once they get the Splunk logs, and, and trust me, this is going to go the distance too. Maricopa's already not supplied the, the FOBs, which is an authentication FOB. They haven't supplied any of the passwords. They don't have access to the routers, which it boggles my mind how a sheriff, the Maricopa County Sheriff says it's dangerous to supply the passwords for routers when you have a memorandum of understanding and you have legal, an MSA, a, ma a master services agreement, which dictates if you do anything stupid, we can sue you or arrest you for criminal behavior. They sign contracts to do these audits. But for him to say that means he's complicit in this, at least that's what it looks like. And maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But if I were the Maricopa County Sheriff, I would not only give up those passwords, but I would give them access to all those, all that equipment, so they can pull an image and do the do the audit. That's where you're going to see all of the action take place. Everything else is probably already pretty well decided because they're doing another hand recount of the the ballots here. They've requested a canvas of the state to go door to door to find out how people voted. That's going to be very telling. So I think by September, probably mid to late September, this is going to be resolved here in Arizona. Then you'll see the other swing states fall. And Georgia is going to be in the next month, probably next two months, they'll get underway to do their audit.
Last question for you here. Are you excited for what lies ahead? I am actually. Um, I think I know you like to be kind of a realist and bring people down to earth sometimes might even be viewed as a little pessimistic, but it's good to hear that you're excited. Look, I'm not scared and nobody else should be scared either. Right. Stop being scared. Stop listening to mainstream media. Stop. Stop wondering if you're in the majority. We're in the majority. Stop being scared. Get involved. Get in the fight because there's a lot of really good people that are on the front line that are doing the right thing and are they're in people's face. That's the thing. The left uses bullying tactics tactics to get people to stand out. It's time for us to get back in their face and let them know that they're not the majority. They might be the loudest, but they're not the majority. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no worries, bud. We'll have it again soon. Yep. Take care. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed it. Hey, if you want to go follow Steve's Telegram channel as well, he just started one called How the West Was Lost. Yeah, interesting name. Anyway, if you want to follow him and get his perspectives on different things, I'll link his Telegram channel down below. Thank you. See you in the next video. Help me send a nice F you to big tech and the fake news media by supporting my work on Subscribestar. Signing up will also get you access to fun stuff like discount codes, live chats, and giveaways. You can find that link down below.